Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. Welcome back to the podcast. This episode, we are talking about workplace. Are things getting too casual in the workplace? And if you're uh, watching the video, I have comically large notes. I would say. They printed on the wrong paper. I mean. If you're not watching, I got, I got 11 by 17 paper here for show notes. It's uh, it's something. I thought maybe you were uh, forgot glasses or I contacts wanted, uh, or something. I wanted a cue card guy like David Lee. Yeah, really? Hold have. them up for me. Yeah. Okay. We're not, we're not hiring for that. That's okay. a very specific job. I know. Limited work. Well, I'm sure it's union, too. True. Um, so I, I came across this in an email, um, survey of a thousand us workers regarding some topics about casual workplace environment. So it's not so big here in the Midwest, but, uh, I think it's Silicon Valley thing for sure. That's spreading that super casual workplaces, people sleeping at their desks, Mm -hmm. you know, ping pong tables, all that fun stuff. Yeah. You know, wear whatever the heck you want. Um, have you had any, any experience with any place like that that you've dealt with? Not to that extent, no. But I mean, I've also worked at radio stations for <laughs> my whole life where, and a lot of times I was I was on the air at night. I was the only one in the building or in, so in casual, I mean, it, there was a dress code. I remember here in the Quad Cities, I mean, there were a lot of times like, you can't wear shorts, you know, in the office until so-and-so date or whatever. I mean, but not like casual, casual to the point where, you know, there was a ping pong you know, table yeah. somewhere, but I, I get, I'm all for, and then even in my business, I, if, as long as you're dressed appropriate at the event, I don't really, it doesn't bother me what you come to the office looking like. Well, and we're, so we're casual here at Profit 911. If there's a client coming in though, we dress nicer for them out of respect. Um, and we do have limitations on it that are covered in the employee handbook here. And I've had questions about it on day one, you know, okay, it's casual, but is this too casual? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, there is, there is a line at some point. The interesting part of, of the survey, though, found that the majority, they're calling them the silent majority, are kind of getting annoyed by this. They actually prefer that this was not a thing. Hmm. Um, and I'll be honest, uh, you know, I want a pinball machine in here just because I had one growing up. I'm going to get one at some point. But will that uh, increase uh, the culture at work? Probably not. Um, it's just a distraction, but I want one, so we'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems reasonable. Um but it's saying the silent majority of workers prefer to come to the office, get the work done, skip the socializing. They want the job to be a job. Okay. Um, some interesting stats. 66% don't think coworkers should be allowed to bring dogs to work. I would agree with that. <laughs> I mean, where does it stop? Bring your cat? Bring your iguana. Yeah. I I think that there's places you can do that. I know. See now that I would that that'd be somewhere I would be like draw the line. Why Why do you need to bring your dog to work? Uh, I don't know. Eh. Well, I I don't. We don't have any pets here. No one's asked. Next office over. Actually, they have a dog in their office. Okay. I mean, again, if you if you're if uh, they used to own the building though, so they pretty much get to do whatever they whatever want. they want to do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um. Here, 63% deem athleisure attire inappropriate for the workplace. Can't come in workout clothes. Imagine that. The track suits, no-go? Mm-mm. Yeah, that might be appropriate. I could say that. I, that's probably good. It's not a good look. 
Unless you're going to the Y. I mean, it's not a good look. I mean, why would you want to wear it to work? Well, do you think how you dress affects how you work? I guess, um, I guess this is at the core of it, right? No, I don't think so. I think it might be a more perception of my coworkers or other people or clients. Like, you've got people in your office here today, and if they were wearing track suits, I'd be like, what the hell? What, kind of, what are you running around here? What are you doing? <laughs> but do you think if they're in that relaxed attire that they're more relaxed about the work itself? I mean, potentially. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to wear yeah. a suit and tie to work, but I also don't think that if I come dressed in jeans and a sweatshirt that I'm more productive. Um, but I would, I mean, I'm, the the reverse is true. Like for me, if I'm at a wedding, I would never feel, I would only feel appropriate if I'm dressed with a suit and tie. Yeah. I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't, so I guess, well, and you know me, I am very leisurely when I'm not at an event. Well, yeah, I you're, mean, not, I tend, you're I tend, not adhering to the podcast dress code. No, not at all. No, I don't have any cool <laughs> Profit 911 swag to wear on the Profit 911 podcast, but yeah, I, I, I think it's funny because I don't have nearly that many employees or people in the office. So for me, a lot of it is moot because I just dress however I want to dress. And it, yeah. but it is based on what I'm doing. If I am meeting a client that day, you're right. I'm going to dress nicer. Well, I, I think it, I think it does affect to an extent, you know, how, yeah. how you dress, how you work. Even when I come in at like odd hours occasionally, there's just a different feel to getting the work done. There's a different sense of urgency about it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but if you came in at seven o'clock at night and no one was here, would you care how you dressed? Uh, Does it matter? No, I'd probably be dressed casual. Yeah. But, yeah, but casual for some people and casual for other people might well, this, be different this, as this well. This is true. Yeah. Yeah, and, and my definition of casual is the one that will matter because it's true. my workplace. That's right. Um. So yeah, you're right. Maybe some would dress less. Um. Some of my employees clearly dress nicer than required. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it says a lot for them. It does have an impression. So there's another thing. It has an impression on just coworkers. That's true. I think that's, it is more so what do your coworkers feel, think? Because I think once one, two or th- three people start doing something in an office, it then other people think that it's okay to do the same thing, whether it is or not is mood at that point. Well, yeah. And even if we're not talking about attire, so here's another stat. So 63% keep their social media private from their coworkers. They have a hard line there. Um, yeah, I can see that. I mean, maybe you, you don't have to be friends with everybody. Yeah, work is work, home is home. Yeah. See, I, I don't, I guess because of the work I do, I don't find that to be such a hard line, but I can see that. I can see people doing that. If they're in office jobs where it's like desk after desk and you're, you know, making, you know, grinding out the sausage every day, you may not really, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's literal, not literally, but. I, I can see where you're right. Let's let's just get our work done and do our business, and we don't socialize with everybody. If you're in a very small office with a core team, if you want the culture to be that way, you probably do want people to be more kind of friends or kind of getting along. Yeah, I mean, the challenge then becomes from an owner HR perspective. You know, where where do we draw these lines? Um, and we're in a tight labor market right now too. So do we have to? have them more lax in order to even get people to be able to work for us. And I think that's a lot of why some of the California companies have done it. They just, mm-hmm. to stay competitive, you know, some people want it. And, you know, according to the stat, it's the, it's the minority that does. But, you know, if you want to get the workers, yeah. here's what you got to do. Got to have a week of pet leave every month. <laughs> well, I mean, or places for your dog to lay down in the office. Yeah, I don't know. When's that coming here? I want to know. I don't even have a well, dog. I'll find a dog to bring here for the podcast. I don't have a pet. I mean, we could have the same thing about kids then, though. Should bring kids in. So I, I had my son down yeah. here yesterday, but yeah. no, one, no one else was here. And it was probably a necessity. 
right? So he, he right. could have, I, I took him to a dentist appointment. I could have dropped him back off for an hour, but it was convenience. Mm-hmm. Just, all right, here you go. Yeah, I would say kids and, 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 and pets might be a little. Would I make it a policy, though, to allow kids in No, here? that's no? true. Yeah, that, that's true. No. A one-off thing or, and again, like you've said, when you're the owner, I mean, it's not setting a great example, but as the owner, sometimes whatever goes, goes versus do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's. That's the difficulty, right? Once they once they see you do something, yeah. it's, it's accepted. Yeah. Um, I mean, the question then becomes, you know, where is it a formal policy versus a, we'd like you to? It's kind of like Office Space. You know the movie Office Space? Oh, yeah. That is one of my favorites. But it's it's the pieces of flair, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I noticed you're only you know, wearing the minimum pieces of flair. <laughs> well, if you wanted the minimum to be more, then maybe you should raise it. Yeah. You know, so you're going to have some of that. You're going to have people push the boundaries of, of whatever you declare acceptable. Um, I, I don't know. I'm really torn on this topic. I, I really... I'm pretty conservative, so I, I would you much, are. much rather see, you know, the rules be a little stricter. Um, you know, does the ping pong table affect the job place? I don't know. I mean, isn't the whole idea of the ping pong table or those kind of things, it's supposed to create more culture or make yeah. a better work environment? Yeah, exactly. You, where the opposite, are you saying that it potentially just creates lazy coworkers? Well, or does, it, does it affect productivity or does it increase it? We'd I don't know. You could argue either way. So I'm going to think back to when I owned the entertainment company and I employed a boatload of 16 to 20 year olds. Mm-hmm. So we had a point in time where the company culture was just amazing. And people would come in after work and hang out. And there was like, I think it was PS3 at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal. And it was in the conference room and people would come in to play that. They'd get together and screw around online. Okay. Um, so there was a lot of casual activity going on in the office, but it wasn't during the workday. Okay. So it would have been out. Okay. Yeah. I, I missed out on that part of your company. <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. You also had, I mean, I also, in, I just have less employees than you ever did. So I, you know, and I, I think, I, I think I, I have a thing about being, I mean, I think I'm relatively somewhat friends with all those people that work for me, but, uh, a lot of them that work for me now are not 16, 18 years old. They yep. have they, they have kids and they, they'd rather be at home with their family than, well, this than might hanging be out it. with this, me. So this might be the real discussion, right? Is it is it a maturity level thing, for lack of a better term? A variable could be. Uh, I, that, I and hate, that would probably be more reasonable, I think. I hate to use that term because it's not age specific, but you know, is it a, a maturity level? So at that point, you have other responsibilities. The job is there to provide money. Yes, you care about the job. Yes, you care about your work. But when work's done, work's done. Mm-hmm. And I try pretty hard not to let work slip into personal life. Um, I've hired friends over the years. I think we all have. And it's always an interesting dynamic. Yeah. It uh, doesn't always work well. No. I don't know if it ever does, but it does for moments of time it does. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that brings a more casual atmosphere. You know, everyone I have right now is outside hires that source through recruiting and um, jumping through hoops, which is probably a topic for another show too. Yeah. Um, process of recruiting. So you're not having a you're not having a company wide get together every quarter on Saturday afternoon somewhere. Um, no, but should we have some? Could be. I mean, does that flow down to are you do you take your staff to lunch once in a while and like just get out of the office and communicate or do you, it doesn't even go that far. Well, you know what? Let's, let's take a break and come back to that. Cause I think we have some stuff to unwrap there.
And now, now, back to the Profit 911 podcast with your host, Justin Miller. We're back. We're talking about the casual workplace and its implications. Uh, but we started talking about essentially team building activities for like a better term. To, yeah, I think, it, I mean, and that maybe that's a difference team building versus culture versus attire in the office. Yeah, so you ask if I ever take out staff for like a casual lunch or something. Honestly, I haven't. We've ordered in a couple of times and I'll buy and we'll sit around. Um, previous company, we used to do that all the time. We used to all get together, pool money. And I think every, actually every week we used to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, we also used to have the annual skydive. I have heard about that and I've seen pictures uh-huh. and video. Uh, I mean, everyone that went on that became pretty good friends. Sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. have a, a shared experience. I think there's something to be said for it, but also I think you're going to, you're also going to alienate people further that, that activities like that in the socialization is not in their comfort zone. And not talking skydiving well, or maybe extreme other, activities. But. Maybe the other question there too is, do, does every office require a certain amount of culture? And I mean, I don't mean culture like I'm going to go do the art. I mean, it does every office require camaraderie and culture to the point where you have a a specific like team building thing? Or are some offices just again, it's just let's get some work done and towards the end goal with with the DJ business. You're right. Skydiving and 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 doing things, playing PlayStation and other stuff, whether it's off time or on time doing lunches. It was more about team building and you, you, you had a cohesive you know, collective of people that wanted to be part of that. Part of that's because it's a creative business. Now you're in, you're in a, maybe a different kind of business. Is that, is it less important or is it more about just getting the job done? I think it's just as important. It's not as natural though. Um, if you talk to anyone that's scaled their business to a substantial amount of employees, they worry about culture fit a lot more than technical skills. Mm-hmm. Um, the working together to overcome obstacles is crucial importance. Everyone being on the same page as far as the norms of how you do work and what you do around the office is critically important. Uh, and I'm working on formalizing that for our company here. You know, we have several remote workers, which makes it even more difficult. And we have, you know, a few people in the office as well. But I think they kind of, they look to the leader to see what those norms are. And I think you need to hire for fit out the gate. I really think you do. Because people that are fulfilling the job for the job's sake, as soon as something changes in their life, um, I think they can be gone and, and not have a second thought about it. I think people that are there for more reasons yeah, uh, stick around. So I, I probably told you, in the old company, I used to specifically hire people that you know, weren't even there. For, they were weren't necessarily there for the money. I could tell they didn't need the money, Mm -hmm. which sounds strange. They're applying for a job. They're going to come work and I'm looking for people that don't need money. (laughs) Yeah, but it was also a job where most everyone that worked for you wasn't building a career out of it. They had other work. It wasn't right. They didn't need the money partly because it wasn't their main source of income. Yeah. Or they were were young and they were a source of income. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Um, But that allowed a different dynamic. You know, people... We didn't have fighting for hours. Nope. That, that didn't exist. Everybody was, it, it was easier to be a team because everyone was kind of on the same page. We'd have the discussion about, you know, can you take more hours? Do you want less hours, et cetera? We'd work around that, but we didn't have people that desperately needed more hours and mm-hmm. were mad if they didn't get them. We didn't have people fighting over shifts. We didn't, we didn't have any of that nonsense. We had, 
you know, group of people that like to come together to achieve the goal and just understood, you know, kind of the rules we played by. And no, not everyone got along perfectly. We definitely had people that disliked each other over the years. Um, some to the point that, you know, we had to do write-ups and stupid stuff like that. But uh, at the end of the day, it still worked. And frankly, it was fun. Sure. It was a very fun environment. And the work still got done because, uh, you know, if you ask the previous ones, I was a difficult boss to work for. But I, I have I heard that. To differ. I'll be difficult about that. I beg to differ on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they knew what was expected of them and the standards were high as far as the actual work of the job came once that was done it was all fun and games mm-hmm. um, yeah so I'm looking more and more at, at the cultural fit uh, are we going super casual you know beer keg here no <laughs> not, not not happening I'll stop by when that day happens uh, do I foresee current staff hanging out after hours no we, we got you know families and lives mm-hmm. outside of work yeah um, does that affect our ability to come together? No. Should we have some outings and things? Yeah, I think we probably should. And it's an area probably that I've neglected. Because um, I don't want people coming here, working hard, going home, and thinking of it, quote unquote, as just a job. Yeah. You, no, you don't want that. But you also don't need to give them so many things to like build team with that it distracts them from doing the actual job. Yeah. That's that fine line. Well, and I, and I'm hiring. So our whole mission is to help grow entrepreneurs and small business and, and help them scale. And it's based on a belief that small business is the solution to pretty much all the problems in the country. And pieces of that are in all my initial hiring ads. Mm hmm. So I'm looking for a psychological fit with that too. Because the worst thing that could happen is I could bring someone in who, you know, we essentially help people sell more services. Um, I'd bring someone in who thinks that our clients are ripping people off by selling them stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. You know, that would be against the culture and they might be able to do the job, but it would screw everything up. So in a weird sort of way, are you saying that because of the screening process that you use to hire people that the office culture isn't as necessary maybe well it's it's just the core is already there Mm -hmm. and i need to flesh it out more and and make it tighter yeah but some of the core elements are already there and built into the process itself you're right we we are trying to hire for that fit and that fit frankly started with just me i I had to sit down with myself and have a meeting (laughs) and say what do i want this to look like what's going to be important you know why do we really exist you know, there's plenty of ways to make money. There's plenty of business opportunities. Why this one? Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, what difference are we making besides getting a paycheck? Which I like the paycheck. Everyone else likes paychecks. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to be miserable while I'm here. True. And I do think that we serve a greater good. And I think entrepreneurs need more people helping them along the way instead of tearing them down. I agree. I mean, we love to see people fail for some reason. We love, to, we love to cheer on the underdog, and then when they succeed, we want to see them fail. We stop cheering all of a sudden. It's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so we want to be kind of the cheerleader for our clients that are succeeding. And if we don't have the culture fit, not going to happen. And it doesn't start with a dog in the office, but it's reflective of who we are, what we do, and you know, what's of value to us. I think that's the end of this one. 
This is a deep one. It, it, deep. it is. And if we get much deeper, it's going to go way beyond our allotted time. So I, I think we're going to wrap this one up. But if you have any comments on how you've built culture into your business or how you screen for it, um, I'd be interested in them. Email to me. Uh, maybe I can add them in the show description if you send them over or if you're on our email list, which you really should be. If you're not on the email list, email me and we'll get you on that too. Um, but we're going to wrap it up. So make sure your culture is not a result, but actually something that's planned. And ultimately, at the end of the day, your business will succeed. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.